Hello, I'm Travis Terrell, and welcome to We Are Live! Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's We Are Live. Chris Dem and Travis Terrell, and our producer, Chris Gardner. He's here. Thought I'd throw him an okie doke, go a little fast, real quick. Oh, yeah. How are you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Joe. Oh, he's on his game this morning. You didn't, Hello. Wear, a, you didn't wear a blue shirt. It's kind of our thing today. You want to borrow my hoodie out there? It doesn't matter. Okay. It does. Okay. It's a uniformity code. Kind yeah, of a thing. Check your really wall handbook. See color. Oh. oh. That's actually true. That Very is, well. That's, that's literal. Sometimes I can. <laughs> Depends on the shade. <laughs> I think I think you you uh, I think you like telling people that you're colorblind too. Like it's well, a quirk. It gets me out of things. Oh, you are <laughs> unbelievably purposely lazy at times. Uh huh. Yeah. For the thought of it, right? Oh, just because it benefits me. <laughs> Does it? Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the way you think. It's Maybe selfish. it is good. Maybe it is good you're not going to have children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, thought, I thought that through. Let oh, me boy. show you how to serve one person and one person only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's tough enough to take care of that person. Oh, dear God, yes. So why do that to someone else? Yeah, when it comes with true. a list that... Quite, I consider, quite frankly, the three of us bring to the table. Yeah, I consider it a gift to the world that See, you don't. This yeah. is where I've been mess, This is where I've been messing up, Travis. I've been thinking, oh, you know, what a what a tarnished legacy. No kids from Chris Gardner. Mm. No, this is a gift. My gift to you. Okay. Actually, you're you owe me probably. No. Oh is, no. Is to not. He's like, I'll settle for. You don't have kids. Okay. Yeah. Settle for a pizza buffet. We'll call it even. <laughs> pack of smokes well, that's not bad that's a pizza box. that's a start <laughs> actually i'd like to try that uh, brazilian joint on grand oh, they got is. a bu- lunch buffet ah, be careful about they got beef joint. stroganoff yeah, down there i would kind of pump the brakes on that you one know, tell you me the fun by, story tell me the fun why? fact about beef stroganoff being a brazilian thing why well, why well, is would, beef stroganoff at a brazilian restaurant well think about it who would have beef stroganoff originally well christmas people so the Nazis brought it yeah, to Brazil. Specifically, Christmas people. Argentina, I'm sure, as well. Paraguay. Uruguay. All the Guays. All the Guays. Par- Paraguay. Uh, Asuncion. Uruguay. Oh. Montevideo. Oh, here we go. Argentina. Oh, yeah. Somebody's, Buenos Aires. Somebody's gone back to sixth grade. Brazil. Geography. Yeah. Brasilia. Brasilia. Oh, are you remember? Even though Sao Paulo is... Like the seventh largest cu- or city in the southern hemisphere. You guys, uh, did you guys do a world cultures fair in fifth grade? Yeah, we did. No, my mom was a geography and social studies teacher. That'll do it. Every That'll year was world culture fair. Yeah. I loved. Who geography. was your Who was your country for world culture fair? I believe it was South Africa. They make you stand in the back. <laughs> That We're going to separate you from the other. That was in the heart of a part. I was too. just wondering. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, it uh, was a cruel joke. Were you at a county like, hey school? Were you, at a, were you at a South County school then? They're like, mm, I was. I was, at a South County, South yeah, I was at a South County school, actually. Yeah, Mandela. Yeah, hmm. yeah I think that was kind of. <laughs> they put you in a, in a mock jail? Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Put it this way. They. They took away my speaking privileges for the entire year. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, you're like, hey, uh, World Culture Fair was like two months ago. They're like, shut up, still in effect. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, this is still going. We were in Indonesia. Oh, look at you. And I definitely uh, got tripped carrying a, a like a Buddha that I was supposed to take a really special care of. And you broke the Buddha. Oh, it was like a concrete yard ornament thing, and like the nose chipped off. Oh Literally, like God. some, you know, ten year, or ten, oh fifth right. grade. Should, Somebody tripped me, that. and it uh, fell and like took his nose off. Why like was that? Sphinx? I was like the one thing I was supposed to not do. I was like, hey, can you? Just, we're gonna let you use this. Well, like, how about for, they not trip prop. you as well? Uh, yeah, there's that, and you just got a little bit into my psyche there. Yeah, it's yeah. always right here. I mean that that makes the most sense to mm-hmm. me. Come on, kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what I was doing at that age though. You were probably smoking. Were you a smoker in fifth grade? No. There were smokers in fifth grade. I just remember thinking, you are bad kids. Yeah. Did I you not listen dare? <laughs> <laughs> that police officer specifically yeah. used people like you as an example. Police officer Tiny told us not to smoke cigarettes. Tiny was your police officer? Yeah, and he was larger. Oh. Uh, Excuse me one second. Classic. Excuse me one Cop. second. Stop calling Chris. He's working. 
Shut up. He's working. Okay, continue your conversation. I don't know who would interrupt Chris in the middle of his show. They should know better. It's your oh. mom. Oh. Hey. So now you yelled at your mom again. I did. Rats. I forgot something. Sorry, it just the phone. That's tomorrow. Good morning, Wall. Hey there. Hey, nuts of Wall. Put it up, Chris. Chris, give us give us one. Gardner, we it, it's been a minute since we've had an anxiety-driven Travis making me. There it is. There we go. There you go. Hope everybody's happy. I think that really improves things. Walnuts on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walnut Wednesday. World Culture Fair. Uh, be damned. We do have other things to talk about. It's horrific outside. I thought, had we not had a text from you uh, this morning, I thought this would be first official hawk season. This is hawk esque mm-hmm. weather i will acknowledge that however andre dawson however it is cocktoberfest and i have made a pledge to be here every freaking day of this month and i believe i have uh, lived up close mostly i would yeah. say 97 percent done well i will credit uh, when it comes to attendance during cocktoberfest uh, i was a late on a couple uh, mainly because uh, I forgot that I lived almost a half hour away. Oh, and the alarm didn't go off. No, alarm didn't go off. Also, on the other one. Yeah. Which I think. I or it might have gone off. It might have gone off. And you and hit it's snooze. Just, five I think times. I hit snooze twenty-five times. Yeah. So. That, I'm not a snooze person. You don't hit the snooze. Never. You're crazy. How do you not? It's weird. When I, when I wake up, I wake up. That's a reason why that button exists. Because I th- then I would be nervous. Trying to lay back down about what you're exactly talking about happening. Yeah. So my anxiety won't allow it. So I alarm goes off. I'm up. That's weird because you need a. I feel like you need a buffer. I need like I think between you, us. That'd be so oh nice. No, one day. Well, there's a process in my morning, as you can imagine. I. I, I alarm I, goes off. Yeah. I get up. Oh boy. Here we go. He's already in the process. Put the phone, tuck it away for a second, grab the remotes that are next to me in bed, put those where they belong, take my glasses, put them on the couch, uh, make the bed, then use the restroom, begin brushing my teeth. I don't see this on the rundown. No, this is a rundown in my head. <laughs> oh, boy. I was like, this is so particular. Uh, this is, that's serial killer-esque. No, it's just... Yeah, it is. There's it a is. process. Uh, yeah, to removing your victim's teeth. Go and check the rugs, make sure they're still straight some reason don't know why they would change unless someone broke in in the middle of the night or i have a ghost again a succubus again oh well the succubus that raped me oh in here my we sleep. go i'll forget i can forget the succubus i had the scratches on my inner thigh oh boy it was not pleasant well you signed an nda so you really shouldn't be talking about it we can cut that spark ah, very good uh real quick the uh, black sheep letting us know uh stare officer Allegedly, oh, I'll no. say that's my dear officer, too. Our, our dear officer was banging one of the secretaries at school, so I at least respected one thing he was doing. <laughs> 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 to be fair, that was a school resource officer, not a dare officer. Oh. I know exactly what he's talking about. I remember being like, damn, knew that, knew that was open for business. Hmm. <laughs> you oh. knew that was open for business? How old were you? How did you come to that term? You knew that was open for business? You knew right. that a school secretary at a, was... At a high school, if... if was it either, high school, Chris? Either, yeah, it was. Okay. If either... You would have <laughs> been one of the kids involved in one of these scandals. Yes, right? Every kid would have. That's why everybody, everybody was oh, I'm like, do you not remember being a 14 to 17-year-old high school student? You, it wouldn't have mattered if it was an old... Listen. <laughs> listen. Wait, what? It listen. wouldn't have mattered if it was an old what? Old Finish anything. that sentence. Old anything. Old, Wait, you, old catcher. So if I was at 14 years old, you was looking at I don't know Gertrude. who you were hanging out with. I don't know. If someone <laughs> yeah, approached. It's, all, it's our fault. It's, our, it's on it's us. Our it's fault. on us. Who? who old. You said old. How oh, old? I'm saying it wouldn't have mattered. I'm saying Damn, that's high, kinda... school, high school boys especially, but you see all kinds of stuff. Back in my day. We're <laughs> vicious, rabid beasts. You can say that. They were idiots. You can't say that. Idiots. Morons. The things you would hear. Now, most 
were not involved, like 99% were not involved in that. But there was the occasional rogue, like, 19-year-old that should have graduated three years ago <laughs> that you hear was banging one of the school bus drivers. And you're like, what? I mean, I, I, I probably would. I don't know what that's like. School bus driver. That was a thing, too. Oh, really? Huh. Why a school bus driver? Murphy settlement. Oh, goodness. good God, man. Please. I met a bunch of dudes that went to Vashon, and they were like, teachers banging in the hallway. I don't know about that. Uh, the dudes I was talking to, I, I bet they would have. about. You're telling me those Vashon those basketball teams in the early 2000s didn't have their run of anything? Not the teachers. That's what he said. I don't know about I don't, all I that. said, yes, sir. Yeah. I believe you. You are six foot ten, and built like an NBA player. He respected him because he could dunk. He said, "He see Chris led off with the height. Why he respected him? Do you know who I'm talking not about? Do you not remember the guy <laughs> that who, uh, brought who had an credibility? <laughs> brought a credibility. I'm telling you, the guy had an NBA body when he was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how Chris knew it was the truth. Hey, man. You can go as a lottery pick, so I definitely respect the words that are coming out. You know who I'm talking about. The guy could. I'm I'm not saying his name. Okay. Oh my God. He'd be like, he to this day would be like, yeah. (laughs) Do you not remember an NBA power forward playing for Vashon in the early 2000s? Because I do. Had a couple couple bullet scars. I I mean, there was a lot of wild things going on at Vashon. Uh, Let's go ahead and take the shot. Let's go ahead and take the shot out of our mouth. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Get fired up, V. Get fired up. I really don't want to talk about Vashon anymore. I'm just saying. I I I wouldn't doubt it. I'm not saying that. You did at the new uh, gymnasium. They played Casey Paseo, and then their fans were going P A S E O. P-A-S-E-O. And then there's this one girl who was doing this thing really, oh, really yeah, fast. Yeah, it was very what happens. It was. It's generally impressive, especially when they're naked. I just, to, mm. to put a wrap on any more, I just want to, I salute you, LaShawn. I respect all of anyone who's ever went there, went by there. Put especially a wrap if they're on over 6'6". Six, six. Listen, You're when that dude is telling you this would happen, you go, yep, I bet it happened and then some. But uh, to put a button on it, I thank the Lord every morning. Mm-hmm that we lost our sectional game and did not have to play Vashon at Umsel my junior year of high school. That would have been a it would have been a race riot for the for the ages. Yeah. I've been uh been in that situation with them before. Yeah. At Farmington versus Vashon at Umsel, no thanks. Imagine Poplar Bluff. Versus they did Vashon. have some I saw a few they played a few of those uh matchups in Farmington. Imagine Hazelwood East going to Jackson. I went. I drove yeah. there. I, I drove. I yeah. told you that, right? I get it. That football it's, uh, game. Yeah, it's, it's, I drove there and sat in the middle. I thought it was Def Comedy Jam. So many N words thrown around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't never heard so many. I get Mario it. Whitney's, Mario Whitney's like, hey. Well, yeah, whatever. But I, I'm ERs. just saying, imagine the buildup of a state title yeah. game oh, yeah, in definitely. Columbia with that arena filled. Yeah. Mm-mm. And some of the things you would possibly hear from Bluff had, which had oh, several black players. Which is uh, fascinating. That oh, okay. That don't matter. <laughs> they're the good, so, they're the good ones. By the way, and they're I the and, meals. And I only bring, and I'm glad you brought up that example and Chris brought up a couple as well, but I I'm glad we're acknowledging this because I want because people always say, um, you know, at the drop of a hat the black community will complain about something or immediately yeah. call something racist. I mean, it's true. Watch yourself, it's Cocktoberfest. It is very, very much Cocktoberfest. But I, I there there's been a long history of a lot of rural Missouri high schools with an extensive history of racist chants, racist fans, oftentimes even racist coaches. But I want to acknowledge no one has called for a protest. No one has called for the banning of a school. No one's called for people to be fired. So everyone who's crying who says, oh, that's all they care about is cancel culture and calling out racism. Just let you know for the race. I'm just saying that you guys are bringing up examples of people who look like you being incredibly ignorant. However, it not leading to... Are you attacking my mustache? I am sort of. Actually, the guys I saw at that Poplar Bluff game had mustaches. Oh, boy. I'm noticing a trend here. Yeah, that was. That's all I'm saying. But no, I'm okay. just saying there. There are numerous examples of are you us saying having you those want encounters. To protest? No, I'm not saying I want oh. to protest. I'm saying there have been instances where there have been blatant racism taking place inside the state of Missouri towards high school students, towards black parents, towards black administrators, and it doesn't make the news. 
So I'm saying that. So when people say, this is well, long, this, I well I've good. never heard of Missouri ever being racist because there are plenty of people, especially in this series, city, who's like to say, I, I, that's just an isolated incident. It's often what I hear. I want to acknowledge that. I think no, be, according to the stories that we just shared, they're not isolated, isolated incidents. That never happened. That, uh, that never happened like with where I grew up. For I mean, I'm sure there were incidents of it, but that never happened in a game I played in ever. But mm. uh with that mustache, with that German heritage, what? We had black just, players on our team. Yeah, I bet you didn't too. Probably had you. Probably we heard some bad story. We yesterday. Had, we heard some yeah. bad story, bro. Uh, what was I gonna? Yeah, say? he'd be doing that. He'd be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, huh? Uh, I will say, uh, if that were prevalent, or uh, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but in today's uh, with Twitter and videos and stuff, if if that would be if that would be brought to attention. You'd see there'd be hell to pay. I think. I think there's been a, a swing around quite a bit on that. If you had somebody in on video, years? yeah, in yeah. St. Louis, absolutely, no question. And I bet there's examples of that. Somebody's let something fly. Yeah, maybe sometimes they just don't catch it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, guys, hit share organic growth. Working on that. Big thanks to our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services. They work with us. You should work with them if you're in need of counseling services, or you're in charge of it at your business, or maybe you're a part of an educational program, a school. They help individuals, businesses, education uh, institutions alike. That's right. StLouisCounseling.org. Check them out online and check out the podcast Mental Health matters for conversations about breaking down the stigma of mental health lots to get to today uh mr gardner mr terrell i wanted to commend you guys for uh, just looking great mm. this morning it is cocked over we can get into that let's get to the results of our latest melee real quick before we dive into uh, a couple different stories what do you got gardner and uh this is cocktoberfest related it seems uh happy 30th day it is way. 30 days of cocktoberfest Okay, our poll question from yesterday. Is Eminem the greatest rapper of all time? Whew, thank God. 40%, yes. Still too high. And I think Gardner voted for him, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I, do always, I always love to see who Gardner voted for. That's funny. Son of a bitch. You can tell. You, you're, just, you're just an agent of chaos. Hey, it, along these lines, are. Birch reminding me that 75% of the minority population in our high school was on the basketball team. Yes. That is very Birch, whoa. Birch, Birch, Birch. Like your your numbers, uh, you're not presenting them correct. Forty <laughs> percent yes, sixty percent no, on the poll question. So I think that's a flawed poll. Yeah, it would have been flawed. I should have hashtagged MAGA. That bitch should have been ninety ten. Yeah, probably would have. Now been. they're Kanye now. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's their <laughs> damn guy. it! That's oh their yeah, guy. damn. That's their guy now. Donald Trump Jr. was tweeting. In fact, about Eminem was just still uh, weeds going. I think on Eminem on just was on a podcast recently where he said he was indeed, in fact, visited by the Secret Service because he Who was? had uh, Eminem because he had some lyrics in uh, one of his most recent oh, raps. Oh, bullshit. I, Those are just Secret Service guys that are our age. Like, I don't know, it would be tight to meet Eminem. Maybe it probably would. <laughs> that would be a cool assignment. And they said tight. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, may, may you say some but comments? they still visited. Marshall, Marshall, may I? May I mean, I? I mean <clears throat> Mr. Mathers, uh, <laughs> on the couch, sir. Where's the, stand? Where's the original stand? Would you please stand up? No. You had to think of No. That was good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, October, uh, we can get into that. We've got some other stories floating around. Do you, you want to do your sacrilegious, uh, blasphemous thing? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, well, duh. That's what we're here for. Travis. <laughs> Travis. Oh, this is the only reason name I get of up. Wes Anderson. Name of Wes Anderson. Appropriation. And white flight. Destin. Florida. Our daily Cocktoberfest prayer. Mm-hmm. Let's add to our Cocktoberfest musical playlist. Uh, what are we adding today? A couple of songs. Your first one. Mumford and Sons, Little Lion Man. <clears throat> this might be one of the wider songs in the past 15 years. Um, what a delightful band. Got, <laughs> got, got some banjo on it. Only if it had some mando. Is that Moe's on the banjo there? Certainly looks like it. 
I'm be honest. This is my first time ever seeing Mumford and Sons. Remember, like they were so big, and it became such a thing. Like just the they were who huge. was it? Like uh, Ed Helms and Adam Scott and those guys. All they did was just dress up like them and do like a lip sync video of the song, and that was a huge hit. Yeah, Jason Bateman, I think, was in there too. Yeah, and I was like, they didn't even. They just mouthed the song. Yeah. I feel like uh, Mumford and Sons are the Migos to the white community. I'm sorry, how? Oh. Because they're like they're just so big and hot, and they kind of came out of nowhere. You're sexually attracted to Migos? Well, I wouldn't say I am, but I would imagine there are people in my community that are. Okay. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Mumford and Sons. I um, they were huge in like what, 2015, 20, 2016. Mm-hmm. They like that was their year. Like they were everywhere, man. Um, very good albums. Fun music, good singing. A lot of energy. A lot of high energy. I and like they do the, the uh, they do the, the uh, indie band. I've, we've been discussing it somewhat in the office lately, where I was, and I don't think I'm going to be able to formulate it right for Cocktoberfest. But they do the well where the indie band with beards, yelling in the woods kind of deal where they and then they harmonize at some point with a yell throughout a song where it's like oh and it builds and builds and builds and then kicks back into their chorus or whatever a lot of indie bands you have something of that sort of formulated in one of their songs at least um but uh wanted to give them some love during cocktoberfest Mm. and another group some love all right here we have next Coldplay. I'm surprised we got. It took 30 days for us to get around to a Coldplay song. Right. Wait, we is this like they're the closer? Like, do they, yeah. are they one of the last? Yeah, like on the on the poster, yeah. are they, is oh, their yeah, name yeah. bigger? Yeah, they got to be. That was so funny hearing about how big a deal that is on festivals, like poster position. We're going with Fix You. There is a <laughs> a lively debate on what Coldplay song. Why did you just laugh to yourself so hard? Because Gardner is remembering. Yesterday, where we were at the table in the two office. Two days ago. Two days ago, where we were literally sitting down, and for a good five, close to ten minutes, we debated our favorite Coldplay songs. Travis and I did. You tweeted about it. Yes. I didn't mention Travis by name in the tweet. But a black was, gentleman. Was, I said an African-American gentleman and I just debated the best Coldplay song for five minutes. Another Cocktoberfest miracle! I don't know why. I can't wait to not see your stupid miracle tweets. Mm, I don't know why. I, I think like you look forward to my awkward um, advances mm-hmm. toward uh, MA mm-hmm. in KC. I can't get on board with your miracles. I just go... You don't like miracles? I feel like I'm Travis watching my timeline. Hmm, that's fair. <laughs> For no unwilling... Re- there's anything you do. I'm like, all right, knock it off. Okay. Do you think I'm jealous of your clout from your 10,000 plus you video You should block views? me. <laughs> mute you? Mute yeah. me like I'll Frank Cusimato ca- did. Take the coward's way out? Yeah. Do the mute. <laughs> I remember Mark <laughs> Maron... way I remember out. Mark Maron saying that. It was like... Block and unfollow or nothing. Muting the coward's way out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like that. I may have to go on a t-shirt. I may have to go on a t-shirt. I like that. I Travis reluctantly. I did. There are there are a couple <laughs> Coldplay Travis, songs that I I was I was fighting Travis for. Travis was doing this at the table when we were discussing. He's like, oh man. He's like, do I want to engage in this conversation? It was because he you knew how much you and I'm just to, sitting you, there. You knew how much you had I started to smirking and waiting. For, I'm like, oh, I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then Travis finally was like, I really, I really like. Uh, you said someone covered a song. The great Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. And he, I don't want to say he it was a part brought Willie of Nelson up in this and conversation, I was even too. extra. Like, I doubled down on the white. Mm. And not only did I want to enter the Coldplay conversation, I wanted to enter the Coldplay conversation with a little Willie Nelson in my how back pocket. That, wow. I don't even know how you pull that off. I, because Willie Nelson, I, I want to say it was part of a Super Bowl ad uh, a few years ago. Um, of course. But that's it was. Where he's it was but no. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the song, I think, was the cover was done specifically for that ad yeah and that's why i was like oh i like this song and it was the scientist uh-huh. uh and it was covered by willie nelson and i think you can listen to it obviously right now on youtube if you wanted to but it is absolutely show. um a beautiful song and gartner um what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do when you have a beautiful song chris 
What are you going to do with it? You can't, uh, you can't fake the funk when there's a beautiful song that's speaking to your soul, that speaks to your spirit and your mind and your well-being. You can't fight that. If you're dumb 18-year-olds and it's the summer of 2002 or 2003, maybe? I don't know. You're hammered in your friend's uh, dining room blaring the scientist. Mm-hmm. That, that'll close out a night. Beautiful song. I think Coldplay, do they deserve to be in the conversation as one of the greatest bands ever, or at least of this current generation? Not necessarily. I don't think they do. But they are a good band. They make good music. And I know it was, you know, old hat, and it was just an easy pinata in the early 2000s, mid-2000s to, to, to poke fun at Coldplay. But they are a very well-respected it band was... that has a massive massive international following they were so popular slash also like it was like people had a love for them whenever that uh lion and 40 year old virgin dropped that's when it that, became the, cool. re- the reaction was so big it was just like ooh, that's so good but it's like it was like almost taboo remember that you know how i know you're gay you listen yeah. to cold play and then yeah. people are <gasps> yeah it's funny though that's uh-huh. how people you know looked at it but the but i love me some uh some Chris Martin. Uh-huh. You love the name of his child, too. Uh, Apple. Was, uh, briefly. Oh, not briefly. They were married for a while. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, and they had the famous statement, of course, the uncoupling of their relationship. Oh, I liked that. Yeah, that uncoupling. That seems like a white thing. That was a white <laughs> thing. Like, forever, people were call like... Call divorce, man! <laughs> and that's essentially what people were like, hey, man, just see so y'all separated. Just call uncoupling. it what it is. But Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. in one of their statements, I think it was a joint statement, essentially was like, yeah... Uh, we of course going to take care of our children and whatnot. We've just decided upon an uncoupling. Yeah, due to dads <clears throat> finding another. Mm-hmm. He's recoupled. Half couple. <laughs> yeah, another half without, couple. Another half couple. Without <laughs> consent from uh, his current couple, Chris there will be an uncoupling. Be recoupling. With yes, with or no, many. Not, not recoupling. Well, I guess you. Can you only recouple if it's the same person? I think you I can only know. recouple if it's the same person. So then what is the, if you find a new person to couple with? New coupling. New coupling? New coupling. Neo-coupling. Neo-coupling. Cup holding? Cup, yeah. Okay. That might work. Yeah, there we go. Mindy One Kaling. couple takes hey, you half cup of hold. a couple. Your couple, couple hold? Okay. Couple. There it is. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to figure this out. Oh, yeah. man. That is. That even adds to the Cocktoberfest lore of uh, Coldplay. I think that's how you... I think... General managers should announce their new statements when they release a player. We've decided anyone. to we've decided to uncouple with the player. Yeah. Instead of release. Or even just not pursue. Not pursue. After you've <laughs> like Marcelo Zuna. <laughs> we've uncouple. decided to awkwardly ignore each other. We've uncoupled. <laughs> we've uncoupled. Oh, I would love if Mo were to do that. Oh my god. Decided to aqu- oh, use uncoupling in a oh, statement. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be Awesome. That would be uh, due to a, a projected lower OPS in the next five to seven years. OPS plus. We'll be uh, uncoupling from Marcel Zuna. Having yeah, said that, about right. Having, Having said, said that, yeah. this we'll was fine. this is a fine arbitrage. Yeah, we have a young player. We'll we'll couple up with later. Oh, yeah, we'll <laughs> couple up. Speaking we'll, of couples, we'll weld along with our I roster. Speaking of couples, try guys. To fix you. Sing it. Speaking of coupling. It's in a newsroom episode, too. It was. A couple of you need to come to Gaslight. Grey's Anatomy, too. And Gaslight this Thursday. We are going to have a show. No happiest hour this week. Get out there and uh, trick-or-treat with your little ones, or uh, maybe you're just a weird adult who also trick-or-treats alone. Uh, get out there and do that. But then afterwards, stop by Gastro Pit and, uh, on the hill. The Gaslight, Gastro Pit, 4916 Shaw. Great food, late. We'll kick off comedy around 8.30. Our boy J.C. Sabala is going to headline that this week, so it should be a good time. It's free. Come out. Join us. It'll be a great time. Uh, um, everybody, what's back your, to October. Uh, what's your pop culture? Pop culture, an element of white culture we celebrate okay. daily. It's two more days, it seems. Um, Here it is, Travis. That ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. Bush Stadium concerts. Boy, that's the whitest thing currently going right now in the Midwest, boys and girls. Maybe concerts also at Wrigley Field, but I believe they've had some black artists. Mm -hmm. But Bush Stadium concerts are unapologetically white. And it's pretty annoying. Hmm. 
I mean, how how white could they be? When the blackest artist that they brought to the concert is Paul McCartney. That's how white they have been. Look Since at that 2007, brother. That old, that old woman that did the song with Kanye? <laughs> you can't be disrespecting the yeah. Beatles, man. You just being mad. Now, I, even I know as a brother during Cocktoberfest, you can't be disrespecting the Beatles. Uh-uh. That's just wild. Man, apologize to your community. Uh, Gardner, look sorry, at the camera. Hold on. No, 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 because you're going to do this the right way because you were just very disrespectful to the white community. Gardner, can we get a nice little camera shot? Chris, apologize to the white community. In the name of pumpkin spice lattes, Volvo all-wheel drive, true. sport wagons, and playing all sports with hustle and determination. That's very true. I would like to personally and humbly mm. apologize, and through no fault of my own, I shall be forgiven three months earlier than what the judge Said I would now, now, now finish that statement with white power. Gardner, please. Let's get the camera. Chris, come on. Feels come on, Chris. Like a come on, Chris. White powder in Travis's nose. Damn it. Damn it. Show Not going to catch me on cocktail. Show us your nose. Oh. That would be that would be funny like if, if Travis Nokia knows now. Tra- yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey. Yeah, you know that thing that you usually do with the with the thing? It looks like you got a big dong coming off your nose. <laughs> hey dong nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what we do with the show. Are we all high? I was gonna say I think it'd be funny if Travis did have a coke problem and we just you know, <laughs> wait. Why would that be? Hey, why ca- would that be funny? It'd be hilarious if we just casually joked about it. Then a couple mornings, people are like, hey, there's actually like powder on. Like Travis's nose. nose has been bleeding like the last two weeks Addiction on the air. Can be funny. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Hey, no. Needed to be said. Thank you, Garner. Oh, no, it cannot. It just it certainly depends. Can. How bad? The Tell me, Artie Lang doesn't make you laugh. Come on. Have you seen his nose? Ooh. Ooh. You know, he's going on many months sober now. Somebody promised if he was sober for a year, they'd fix his nose. I think he's really? like nearly there. No, he's like, he's like eight it's months. Like, I've no, got to be. It was like nine months. I don't know. So. What, I should probably say this for Friday. But there um, are some questions about the white community I, I have about Artie Lang. Man, yeah, I really love Artie Lang. Yeah. I love dirty work. A lot of people do. Dude, I don't, I come don't, on. I, I will, don't understand I will, it. I will strike. Oh, you with the comedy or his problems? Well, at this point, I he's feel like... He's a sympathetic like, figure at this point to a degree. Because, why? Because he's, he can't get... It's a disease, big time. Like, that's what it okay. is. That's true. I mean... No, it's true. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're right. As, as a, a massive fan of it, I'm not saying this uh, rudely, but, dude, don't make me bring up Richard Pryor's issues. Like, that guy Oh, but Richard Pryor... Problem. Richard Pryor... No, first of all, don't say Artie Lang and Richard Pryor in the same sentence. Yeah. That's absolutely asinine. That's, that's the silliest thing you've know, ever said I'm on the show. And I know drug addiction love- exists, and it has existed for many uh, entertainers. I just think Artie Lang. I just I'm just curious as to uh, he has such a, a, a passionate fan base, I, and I just outside of Dirty Work and of course his time on Stern. I'm, I'm just Stern, curious. Stern's your answer. Okay, all right. That's why. I think I think I've had that because I've asked before why Howard Stern is so big in the white culture. He's in every culture. I, I don't think like. he's huge in the black culture. Oh, you don't support black women. Because he has for three decades. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you like that? Yes, yes, well done. That's Look at a you. cock jitsu. Yes, that's well done. You went to your trunk. You didn't that's get a right. gun. You got your <laughs> you cock jitsu. Mm-hmm. Smart man. That's but right. no, that was my well, only question I had about Artie Lang. I just like, Artie Lang, I, say, I know Stern. I know oh, Dirty not, Work. Listen, I just feel like he'd like, he's if you're going to have such a rabid fan base, I would like expect it like four classic comedy albums, uh, three classic films, and nah, I'm just like, oh, he's the side guy from the Howard Stern jo- show that people I think found you're very too funny. Clo- I think you're too close to it because he's not like world, otherworldly known. Like everybody, he's a, he's a very talented comic. You mix in the Stern thing, you mix in some classic stuff like the Dirty Work thing, which is not like, that's not a huge movie ever. You're just around it more, and then... He's also still relevant, but like it's not like he's like huge, huge. He doesn't do like stadiums. He's not even, or like anything. he's not even like bigger than Marlon Wayans. No, he's no, no, not at all. That's why. So I'm just curious why he has such a rabbit fan base. That's all. Stern. Well, that's okay. how. That's your answer. Yeah, Stern's okay. a good answer, but I mean, there's also you could probably go through a list of different comics that have a rabbit fan base that are big. Uh, yeah, that aren't. I mean, like he doesn't. That's have that's a why we end up with cult classics. Yeah. Okay. 
Or cultish. In the grand scheme of things, he doesn't have that many people. He just has some loud voices that are cheering for oh, him okay. after him failing is. for so mm-hmm. many years. Okay. And then if this is finally the turnaround, that's a great story. Okay. Artie, good luck. I knows you can do it. Okay. Did Artie Lang ever light himself on fire? <laughs> Asked Tom Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, the things you do for comedy is content. Richard Pryor was ahead of the game. It helped his lord. Head it? of the game. Right? Imagine if that would have happened while him and Brando were together. Look, I think Richard Pryor, <laughs> that biopic is going to be ooh, fantastic. Ooh. Dude, yeah, you got to be a brave dude to take on that role. You know man. who's right now who's penciled in. I don't know if they're still moving forward with it, but. You like that, Carter? Mm-hmm. Kind of flew into the right I'm now. Just, yeah, there's a lot going through my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, who? Then the Brando story is that that alone. Now that was that Quincy be... just being an old man saying, "I'm going to set the world on fire." Old or man. Or did he expose? Old or did man. he expose <laughs> a long trusted secret in a small tight knit? Well, we kind of we kind of like he corroborates stories we've heard about Brando. Um, so that wasn't necessarily new. Now with Richard Pryor, now I think we've heard Richard on stage during his sets talk in-depthly about that. So some believe that, you know, there was some modicum of truth in that. Which that's whatever. Which is very, like, so yeah, it wouldn't be the most outrageous thing. So Quincy, there probably is some truth to that. I would not doubt that Quincy may be exaggerated a tad, but Mm -hmm. I, yeah, if anybody would know, though, if anyone would be aware of those two, or anybody for that matter, it would be Quincy Jones because he was in the heart of it all. Like he was, he was like the, I just he was the like, Forrest Gump in the sense that he was always around the big things happening. I just don't like how it takes the spotlight off the duo of uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Now people say Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando <laughs> with this discussion, and I'm like, look, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder like eight were great. Together? Comedic duo. Did they make? How many did they make together? Oh, I don't. I I think I like as a child. I feel like I watched. Well, Gene Wilder did blackface, didn't he? In one of them. Yeah, that was like part of the joke. Was it hear no evil, see no evil? I believe maybe. I think so, maybe. In one of those. Prior standing right by. I mean, that's part of the fun. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Good God, Chris! In no other situation would I say that about. (laughs) It was part of the. Fun. I'm of the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. What's the so one I'm... where they were in jail? That Silver Streak. Stir crazy. Doctor Ed. Doctor Ed. Stir crazy. Give him a the point. He gets to start jail. off with one point in dogs on oh. soap. And they uh they wake him up by throwing water on him at like four in the morning, and they start putting their legs in the same pair of jeans. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor Richie, looks down and he's that. like, I can't feel my leg, and he's like. I cry every time I see that scene. It's so brilliant. It's it, what's leg? He's good with leg comedy, because in the movie Toy, what's wrong with this man? The gun turns on him as he's walking into Master Bates' office, and uh, he just starts going, oh, blubbering. He starts hitting the back of his leg so he can go down to his. He's very good with the legs. Uh, he's a leg comic. Well, that's well, that's Richard Pryor. Pry- but Pryor paired You're gonna with You're going to be Wilder. the worst old man. You're going to tell the longest gonna, stories yeah. with so many details that have just sidetracked you know, everything. You know what I did yesterday? No, <laughs> please don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't care what happened to. at lunch and on the way to the walk this, there. this goes to one of my things. If you're with old people, 80 or older, for more than 20 minutes, the conversation's about old neighbors and where they now live. <laughs> and how or tall their cousin old... was that visited once in 1983. <laughs> or where old pharmacies used to be located, <laughs> like the Rexall. And I'm driving down North Kings Highway yesterday. Were you at Grandma Evans? Uh-huh. Were you, this is with when you were at Grandma I, Evans? I was with my mom yesterday, okay. and we're down North Kings Highway heading to 70, and we go by the old building, that huge building on North Kings Highway. And on this, there's a sign old from, from back in the day. Rexall factory, and I just start smiling because I'm like, there's a whole fucking factory. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to ask my grandpa about that. How about this? Uh, That's fantastic, by the way, Gardner. I don't know what I'll be like that about. Like, 
I'll do that about like, you know, uh, so we used to think it was hilarious when we were 19 or 20 to be like, want to go get lunch at Garavelli's? You know, we thought that they was had a good funny. Pork chop. I'm sure they did, you old bastards. So I'll, I'll point out dumb things we used to make fun of, but it'll come back around because it always looked like I was into it. Uh, some comments. Aside from dirty work, I've never understood the love for Artie Lang or Stern. Never found either of them funny. I, I, now, I've said that, but I've been in the minority on that. And I understand, Thanks like, Christ. I know. But I didn't. I, Joke I, overload. And I, I really <laughs> cannot respond. I, Joke overload. Don't, I didn't, I don't hate Stern. I just never, I never understand. And maybe because I don't listen as much as others have for a long time. He was a pioneer. But I just, I don't know. It just never got, I know, he was never a, a Stern guy. And I've, I've, I've been very open. You're a breakfast club guy. I wouldn't even say I'm that, but I'll listen Ricky to them. Ricky Smiley in the morning. Ricky Smiley is very funny in the morning. That's How about really Tom Joyner? Is he in the morning? Tom Joyner is in the morning. Tom Joyner is very entertaining. I'll close cruise. out the statement, guys. Uh, yet, I find you guys funny. So no, take my so opinion. <laughs> yeah, take my opinion for what you will. Yeah. I, I, I sent him immediately to St. Louis Counseling Services uh, after that statement. So. But I, I think, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, since 1955. Yeah. If you're going to, but I think if you're going to be a great... Don't you don't you have to cross generations? Don't you have to cross racial barriers? Don't you shouldn't if you're going to be considered one of the greats? Don't you have to do that? Like, because you should be able to resonate with all audiences. And I just don't know if Howard Stern does just that. And in the same fashion, Tom Joyner, for example, you don't like you don't recognize how massive Tom Joyner is. Uh-huh. And I think I think that's kind of how it is with Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern is huge to a certain. I think, group or but, community, but, but I think and Tom Joyner is the same way. I think you're way. talking about demographics, but okay. when you talk about Howard Stern, though, he does cross over because he pioneered a certain way and style of radio. Oh, I would give you that. And, and he so, went in. I would give you that. So I mean, with that, I'll give you that. That adds to it, I think. I would. Yeah, I'll I mean, give you that. Think about I mean, the I think he, he took, took a style. Down. I think he took a style. I mean, you could see you, he. There was he, no he, style. Well, prior there, to that, there were, there, were radio, there were Yeah, there were radio hosts before Howard Stern that was talking you, that crazy. You just had someone advance it in a yes. way. Yes, what he yes. did for censorship is an all. Think about the things they used to skewer him over, and not the not so distant past. He would get in trouble for like talking about boobs. Uh-huh. Like he did more for censorship than uh, it, it's insane. Actually, Tom Brown is going to be banned from the page. He says Bob and Tom greater than Stern. Oh, okay. pretty funny. They used to really make me laugh. It was fun to listen to my dad for sure. They that com- girls they have that, comics that, on. That <laughs> I heard a comic describe what they've made their laurels on, arrested their laurels on though, and I was like, ooh, that's pretty. They're like. They basically just employed comics to do all their dirty work, and then they just go throw it in the clip, <laughs> and then laugh, because a lot of their sketches, like I do you guys, do, do you remember the? And it would have been early two thousands or late nineties. They had the the uh, radio, um, I don't know, piece where it was girls that go woo, <laughs> talking uh-uh. about. It was a spoof off of you know the girls gone wild. Yeah, stuff. that was some funny shit back then. And it, they really made me laugh a lot, but I, I don't think it Did would just be different. It would be your dad liked it. Yeah, yeah, we listen to that stuff, but we listen to Stern too. So whatever. What is what is Lair Dog like? Lair Dog was young, so like I I didn't have like people would come what to school and be like my like parents now? all they want to listen to is you know this or that. I'm like me and my dad listen to the same music sometimes. Is he do now? outlaw country on? No, series? he's not a country guy at all, like at all. Really? Mm-hmm. What is he like? Like he's cool with stuff. But oh, rock. Okay, he's a yacht rock guy too, isn't he? Classic mm-hmm. rock. I mean, yeah, but there's like, I mean, what's classic right now? Yeah, stuff he well, grew up on. Like he used to go to Van Halen shows. Pearl Jam could be classic. Oh, we we, we had Pearl Jam albums for sure. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to yeah. get a read on Lair Dog's musical tastes. He can or he can listen to quite habits. a bit. Yeah, he appreciates good. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, talented, good. Like he quality. We listened to Michael Jackson when I was a kid. Gotta remember they have me young, man. Okay, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'd like to get in that mind a little bit. Take it easy. Since I've gotten presents from JPD and Lair Dog here recently. Bob and Tom spent too much time selling their crap rather than trying to be funny, <laughs> which can't fault them for trying to make money. Got to get there. This is interesting, though. I think it does uh, another example of the two worlds thing because. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It does specifically come down to demographics because I wasn't aware of Bob and Tom, and I didn't realize oh, again the yeah. lore of 
Howard Stern until I actually got into radio. Like I knew of Stern. Uh, I knew a private parts the film, but I didn't realize right. uh, his stature in the radio community. Because you don't uh, respect black women. Well, that's not specifically it. But I, but I think that's interesting because there were other uh, morning shows that I listened to growing up uh, as well. And of course, Tom Joyner being one of them. But yeah, I, I, maybe that's what it was at the end of the day. It's just demographics and mm-hmm. just the two worlds things. In one world, people have this person and in the other, they have this. So oh, that, that couldn't be more true because Stern was, at when Stern took over, and even Bob and, at Bob and Tom's peak, they had every A market, B market, C market you could imagine throughout the Midwest and probably throughout the country for a few years. And then it just got downgraded to more like Midwestern style. They're based in Indianapolis, I guess. Um, but Stern was legitimately everywhere. But that, more than anything, highlights that, yeah, there's two worlds in America. Because, I mean, Stern, you couldn't, his his reach was otherworldly. They had to divide it up among, what did they try and replace him with? Corolla's morning show and David, uh, what's his face? Uh, Van Halen. Van Halen, singer. David Lee Roth. Oh, they did like a split thing, like on CBS radio to do that. Like it was, Stern had a lockdown, but that's that's the truth. You didn't know about that. It wasn't your style. Yeah, no, we just didn't get a lot of Because you disrespect Robin. Oh, we just didn't get a lot of play. Like we had better shows that <clears throat> uh, were more entertaining to us, that spoke to us, spoke to our community, spoke to our needs, things we like to talk about, things we like to hear. And I think that's just the way it is. And that, that's, I mean, that's just how it was with the radio growing up. Some things will never be the same, you know? Yeah. That's speaking of is. speaking to your community, mm. Travis, one of those voices you've lost and a friend of the show. Very much so. I was ready to get into this. Uh, we've been talking about legendary comedians and people who we found funny over the years. And we lost a friend of the show. And uh, I don't know if we'll find a bigger icon in the comedy community than this individual. And then uh, we found out this morning that John Weatherspoon passed away. There's a photo I will never forget. Um, this was back at the old radio station and John Witherspoon could not have been nicer, could not have been, um, more generous with his time. Ralph Lauren get up. He's got, he looked great. Doesn't he? He was a big golfer and tennis guy, big golfer guy, big. And he was just, again, just, uh, a a sweetheart of a man. Uh, and this is going to be a tough one. This one's going to kind of staying for a while uh, because like we said, Chris, you just talked to him. Yeah. This was this year. Uh, 2018 at uh, Gaslight Studios. Big shout out to Gaslight and uh, our friends at uh, Media Outlaws. Uh, had a 20-minute conversation with John. It was around the time Tiger was in town. Talked a lot about golf. Always uh, fun to hear about. I mean, he got his start in stand-up in the 70s at the comedy store. Uh, Letterman and him were were palling around. For a I long mean, time. The, Pryor and him were you know working together. For a long time. And then time. stretched through. And Roy Wood Jr. highlighted it really well on Twitter, saying, you know, John was 77, which. It's not like he, there's a lot of life left to it's live. A lot in, of life in left. 2019, left to live. when you're 77, especially, especially. that guy was still touring, man. Still touring hard. Yeah, and, and still uh, in film, still doing television project. He was just recently in an episode of Black Jesus for uh, Adult Swim. Uh, so this guy was still working, uh, and I think that's the thing that kind of is tough today because um, he saw some tweets from Ice Cube. Uh, I know they have been talking uh, for a while about. Uh, a conclusion to the Friday series with John with a spoon was a part of and yeah this one's going to sting for a minute because he's uh, we we talk about again those transcendent type of acts entertainers comedians and John was certainly one of them and and I can only and I think we already know how much of an impact he's had uh, comedically Um, but just from uh, a man uh, he was incredibly kind to us very generous of his time, and, and that's all you hear right now with a lot of people who Seeing interacted that, with him on a daily basis, that he was just a phenomenally kind man. Seeing that all over online, comics, everybody alike. Um, do we have a clip? Mm-hmm. Uh, a famous part of uh, my uh, one-on-one with Mr. Witherspoon, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's doing, uh, we were discussing, you know, voicing an animated character, as he did on the boondocks. Yes, he did. And uh, here, just uh, we'll take a little trip back to uh, August 2018 at Gaslight Studio. Give me a sense of uh, boondocks. That has to be fun work as well. Yeah. Getting paid to just go lay down some recording tracks, yeah, it's right? Like, it's like I'm here, and, and, and the, the director's is in the window like the, right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my script right here, and I read. They tell me what they want me to do. Now, you're really mad. Pop, granddad is mad. And so give me about two different 
being mad. Give me two or three different of them. Can we get it? Can so, we get it? Can you say, Travis, you're late again? I'm Travis, you're late again. Travis. <laughs> Riley. Get up here, Riley. Huey. Rucker, you are crazy. How can you hate black people and you black than anybody around and black than anybody this whole block? <laughs> well, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. It's so good. House Party, Five Heartbeats, Boomerang, Baby's Kids, Meteor Man, Martin, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friday Series, Vampire in Brooklyn, Living Single, The Waynes Brothers, Proud Family, Soul Plane, The Boondocks, Endless, Endless Credits for John Witherspoon, and... Um, like I said, the, the condolences and the mem- remembrances are coming from all over, from all comedians. I'm currently seeing right now on Twitter, again, Ice Cube put out a statement um, essentially saying, like, it's the world's not going to be funnier anymore because he lost a, a great individual and uh, John Witherspoon. And that's a tough loss. And you talk about boondocks. We just heard yesterday from the folks over at Warner and uh, HBO Max, which is another streaming service for you, Chris. But they're bringing back boondocks. So I'm curious to see how they handle that going forward because he was a huge part mm-hmm. of that series uh, and its legacy. So uh, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. And um, again, I, I could not have been more appreciative of his uh, generosity and his time for sitting down with us twice on our little podcast to have a conversation about the industry and his uh, role in it, his role in the history of comedy. He talked about Letterman, man. Like he was like... Him and Letterman were boys, mm-hmm. like aces. Like they came up together in the scene. So uh, I would imagine Letterman and, and probably and a few other comedians will probably put out statements as the day goes along. Believe so. And uh, I, I started to say it. I just real quick shout out Roy Wood Jr. Just uh, really gave some great insight onto what he was saying. You know that even from the first time we met him, uh, he was up to date on all because Roy Wood Jr. did a morning radio show on a hip hop station in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this time when he met him, he was probably in his late 50s and he knew every current hip hop song people were playing and stuff. And Roy just said that wasn't because he was into the stuff. It was a man who researched and stayed on top of things so he could be relevant in his comedy and still relate to people rather than taking the easy way out and kind of leaning on what you know best, what you grew up with, right? Right. So that was just, uh, if you guys check it out, Roy Wood Jr. on uh, Twitter or Instagram, he's got some great information, uh, or just some insight into uh, Uh, John Witherspoon. Martin Lawrence, who never, ever tweets, uh, has sent out his condolences. The world has lost a true comedy legend and an all-around genius soul who paved the way for so many of us to be able to do what we do and do what we love. My deepest condolences to John's family. I know he's already up there making everyone laugh. Rest in peace, comedy legend John Witherspoon. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate his time, and uh, we appreciate you all coming in to check out the show. We're going to take a quick break. Hillside Animal Hospital's Dr. Ed Mignaco coming in to do some dogs on film. Hope your day's going great. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back.